Bill O'Reilly here. Welcome to the No Spin News. Monday, January 24th, 2022. Stand up for your country. The return of the Talking Points Memo begins today. Now, you'll remember, if you watch me on Fox News, that I let off um, almost every program with a Talking Points Memo. I was the first one ever to do that. A monologue in a news-based program, and now they all do it. But they don't do it nearly as well as we did it or will do it. So the Talking Points Memo is back. And today, voter suppression is the subject of the Talking Points Memo. I'm so happy to bring this back. So voter suppression is a fraud. How do we know that? It's a fact-based opinion. So I tortured my staff over the weekend, all right? Because that's the kind of guy I am. He said, find me one lawsuit, one that has been filed in any state that says an individual was denied the right to vote. Couldn't do it. Doesn't exist as far as we know. And we combed it. We did find 38 cases, lawsuits, active lawsuits, that are filed by groups, most on the left or far left, uh, proclaiming various problems in the state's apparatus of voting. 38 in play now. That's minuscule when you consider that, um, what do we have, 150,000 people voting? But we couldn't find any that said, no, I, I couldn't vote, or they wouldn't take my mail in, or I didn't do this, or I didn't do that. None. So what is this voter suppression deal? What is this? Well, it all centers around the far left wanting the federal government to take voting authority away from the states. And therefore, every election would be run out of Washington, D.C. That's unconstitutional, and the Constitution is not going to change. So even if this Biden-driven Voting Rights Act was passed, it would be thrown out almost immediately. Okay? But you ought to know, and Talking Points is adamant that you know, what a fraud this is. So there are two basic things in play. First one, no voter ID. Why? Why? African Americans, according to a Scott Rassen poll, 78% say, yeah, we ought to have voter ID. As I've reported many times, Canada, Mexico, and about 20 countries in Europe have them. Are they all racist nations? Why no voter ID? Why didn't anybody ask Biden that? Because the Democrats get out there and they basically say to the world, the Republican Party doesn't want minorities to vote. That's what this is. This is a propaganda scam. All right? But they can't back it up because there is no data to back it up. And the polls say that most African-Americans, every other minority group, and the majority of Democrats want voter IDs. And the second thing is the most important. I mean, voter IDs are important. But this is more important. The Zuckerberg factor. 430 million. Some say 470 million poured into 
individual counties to alter the vote in favor of the Democrats. That's what happened. So Donald Trump made a big mistake hiring Rudy Giuliani and Sidney Powell and others to run around casting aspersions, word of the day, on the Dominion voting machines. That was bogus. All right, and Dominion's going to win those lawsuits. It didn't happen. What did happen was all of this Zuckerberg money, and maybe others, we just know about Zuckerberg, went into individual counties to quote-unquote harvest votes. So people paid people, making nice money, went into nursing homes, individual homes where they knew there were people who were elderly or perhaps not mentally fit. People went in and said, here's how you vote. Give it to me. This is Mellon. They took the votes. They brought the votes to the precinct. God knows what they did with it. No laws against that. It wasn't illegal. Should be, because you can't do that when you vote in person. No electioneering felony. You do it. But mail-in votes, you can do whatever you want, which is why the Democrats want them. It's a cheat sheet. So let me recap. Talking Points wants you to know three essential things. There is not one lawsuit in this country at this time, as far as we can tell, of an individual American suing because his or her vote was not counted or they could not vote. Zero. Number two, this election bill that isn't going to get passed because no Republicans will vote for it and Manchin and Cinema won't, okay, would strike down all voter ID laws. There would not be a voter ID allowed in America. And number three, it doesn't deal at all with private money going into selected voting places to alter the vote in favor of the Democrats. That's what Zuckerberg won. Okay? Now, I don't think I can make this picture any more clear than I have, which is why I brought back the Talking Points memo. Okay, now I learned something this weekend I did not know. Did you ever hear of the Arabella Group? A-R-A-B-E-L-L-A. I never heard of it. It has $730 million. This group is based in Washington, D.C., with offices in five other American cities. $730 million. What does this group do? Okay. It is behind the push to reform voting laws. This isn't a popular uprising. This is dark money because nobody knows about Arabella Group. You don't know. I didn't know. And these are the people that are pushing the so-called voter reform. Okay? Now, they call themselves Arabella Advisors. They're based in Washington, as I mentioned. It was founded in 2005 by Eric Kessler, who is a former Clinton administration staffer. Okay? It is run now by a woman named Sampriti Ganguly. All right. She took over as CEO 
in 2015. It is a far, far, far left group. Now, we don't know where it got $730 million yet. We will find out. On Wednesday, we're going to bring in investigators from the Capital Research Center, all right, which is looking into this Arabella group. So there is so much corruption in this voting area now, and you need to be, and we are on it. We are on it. And again, I'll tell you, you will not hear this anywhere. Fox News Channel, MSNBC, CNN, NBC, ABC, CBS. They're not going to tell you. This won't. Okay, Mitch McConnell, he's a racist. You know that? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. So McConnell made a mistake. I make them, you make them, everybody makes them. But he's a Senate minority leader. And he said this, go. Well, the concern is misplaced because if you look at the statistics, African-American voters are voting in just as high a percentage as Americans. Okay. African-American voters are voting in just as high a percentage as Americans. Mitch, other Americans, O-T-H-E-R, other Americans. Now, it was a rhetorical mistake. The, what he said is true. African-Americans aren't being suppressed, okay? But he left out the word other. Immediately, the race hustlers, the race demonizers, went on television. Go. You heard that right. So black folks are not Americans? His response immediately prompted the question, is black Twitter going to have to smack a Mitch? And indeed, they did, rightfully so. My issue with Mitch McConnell is, you know, there are African-Americans and then there are Americans. And whether it was a slip of the tongue or not, and I don't think it was, I don't care what he says, um, this idea in 2022 still that there's some that we're not a part of America. We are apart from America. So that fool apparently believes that the Senate minority leader would go out and say, that's what Cape Hart said, alleges, that um, African-Americans really aren't Americans. Now, even if McConnell thought that, which I don't believe he does, but I don't know him, okay, he would never say it, okay, because that's death. So um, the level of vitriol, coming out of the liberal television networks, unprecedented in this country. has never been this bad. A new poll on uh, Joe Biden. Um, this is from NBC. Republican 28%, Democrat 30 Independent 35 So the sample was legit. Is the USA headed in the right direction or on the wrong track? 22% headed in the right direction. 22%. Wrong track, 72%. I've never seen anything like that, have you? To almost everybody in the country. You know, not going well. However, Fox News poll. I told you this before. This poll, dubious. 
I'll be, I'll be kind. I've never seen this poll be anywhere near accurate. It asks, is President Biden doing a good or bad job in office? All right. So according to Fox News, 47% approve of Mr. Biden's job performance. 52% disapprove. Now, compare that to 72% in the NBC poll saying, no. Do you think that 47% of Americans would say, yeah, he's doing a good job, but the country's going to hell? Now, you could say, well, the NBC poll is bogus. All right. But this Fox News number is not close to whatever the all the other polls, all of them. I don't know. I, I just don't know. When I was there, I did use the Fox News polling, but it was a completely different outfit doing it than there is now. Did you know water heaters last about 10 years, refrigerators typically about 13? Every day in our homes, we rely on aging systems and appliances. I do. That means it's time to consider safeguarding your budget from unexpected expenses. American Home Shield has a solution. Pick a plan that's right for you. And when a covered item in your home breaks, contact their professionals to repair or replace it within the agreed upon coverage limits. It's that easy to stay stress-free and limit budget-breaking surprises. Right now, take $50 off. Please go to ahs.com slash bill to save 50 bucks. That's ahs.com slash bill. $50 off any plan. American Home Shield protect what you don't expect. See ahs.com slash contracts for coverage details, including limit amounts, fees, limitations, and exclusions. Ukraine, a very, very serious situation, but here's some good news on Ukraine. The Russian stock market crashed today, okay? The RTS index lost 9%. The ruble fell to its lowest level in more than a year. So Russia does not want this invasion of Ukraine. Now, the U.S. stock market is tottering. You know that. okay? and we'll get to that uh, in a little while. But I don't know what's going to happen, but I'm still holding to my opinion that Putin won't do it. Because the economic disaster that he brings upon himself by invading Ukraine when he doesn't have to. Now, this is not necessary, is going to be substantial um, because there will be economic sanctions. Now, the U.S. State Department has pulled all the families of uh, U.S. Embassy personnel out. Um, NATO has announced it's sending fighter jets and ships to Eastern Europe. It's a black sea for the ships. Um, you know, they're looking at it. the one country MIA is Germany. We knew that would happen as soon as the Putin pipeline came in to Germany, bringing natural gas. Germany's not going to do anything about Putin unless Putin actually invades Germany. And even then, they might not do anything. So don't expect Germany to be a trusted ally of NATO or America because it won't be. 
All right. So we got uh, Putin saber rattling. I still don't think he's going to do it. But if I'm wrong, I will admit it and you'll know it. So we got a, a U.S. aircraft carrier in the South China Sea. And they're reporting that Chinese are buzzing Taiwan. Taiwan government says, yeah, they are. So this is more saber rattling this time by the communist Chinese in Beijing. But they won't do anything until after the Olympics, if they do anything at all. Because the same thing applies. If China invades and tries to take over Taiwan, then there'll be tremendous economic sanctions level against China. The Chinese economy is not that good right now. That's what you can't do is shoot war anymore. You just can't. The weapons are too destructive. So it's all economic warfare. So uh, this is the final nail, the proverbial nail in uh, President Biden's coffin if the stock market goes south. It certainly has uh, had a terrible month in January. All right, so the S&P is down more than 9%. NASDAQ, 14%. So I told you, uh, or suggested, told you sounds, you know, suggested that you put stops on your individual stocks. Stop loss. That means when it hits a certain point, it automatically sells. I do that, and a bunch of my stocks have sold. I made money in them. I made profits. But I didn't particularly want to sell them. I wanted to hold them for a longer term. But you can't in this volatile age. So I walked away with my money. And I still have stops on all my stocks. Now, if you don't have them, you're playing roulette. Okay? I don't know what's going to happen in the stock market. Nobody does. In the long term, the stock market will rise. I feel that Wall Street will panic a little bit in the next few weeks with Ukraine and everything else and Biden. But then they'll look ahead to November when the Biden administration is going to get it right between the eyes. It's going to be a catastrophe for the Democrats. The market will probably build that in. This is my thinking. Nobody else in the second half of the year. But I could be wrong on that. That's why you need to protect yourself if you're in the stock market. Now, if you have mutual funds like I do, up and down. But I hold. I I don't panic sell. All right, so uh, the latest information out of Johns Hopkins University Fine Institution in Baltimore is that at least 20% of Americans have had COVID, at least. The number is much higher because some people have been asymptomatic, they didn't know they had it, others didn't report it. So I don't know how high it is, but I wouldn't be surprised if 30%, a third of us have had COVID. Country's seen almost uh, 900,000 deaths. And uh, in Great Britain, no more mandates. No more mandates for COVID in Great Britain. Uh Uh-uh. Why? Because Boris Johnson, a prime minister, is in deep trouble for partying without a mask. So Boris instituted really strict COVID mask mandates and got to carry the card. You got a passport. But Boris himself is, you know... Hey, just like the California politicians. All right. 
But in Britain, they take this a lot more seriously than they do in California. So Boris, he goes, ooh, to save my own butt, I'm going to lift all mandates, which he has. And his justification is that 83% of Brits are vaccinated. Okay. Figured you want to know what's going on over there. So over the weekend, I do a lot of reading. And uh, I've been reading a book called American Muck Raker. All right. Rethinking journalism for the 21st century. Why am I reading this? Because I'm a journalist. It's written by James O'Keefe. You know him. He's the founder of Project Veritas. Very controversial man. And he joins us now from White Plains, New York. So congrats on the book. Uh, You're moving some product. And uh, I got a bunch of questions for you. We asked you to list in your Project Veritas experience, the three most important stories that you broke in your opinion. Number one would be? Well, I think that one of the most important stories was the one we did in September 1st of this past year involving a communist teacher who he exposed. A whistleblower came to us with a picture of an Antifa flag inside the school, Gabriel Geip, and then we covertly recorded this teacher at a coffee shop in Sacramento and he said he wanted to F with your kids and train them how to be radicals. This fomented, this created hundreds of outraged parents attending the school board meeting um, and kind of kicked off a series of events in education around the United States. But Bill, the most amazing part about the story was it was not left versus right, Democrats, Republicans. It was just angry mothers of all races, ethnicities, and political backgrounds upset about what was happening to their children. It was forging consensus, which I think is what journalism is supposed to do, which is forge consensus I write about that theme in this book, American Muckraker. Yeah, and that's what happened in Virginia and overturned the whole political structure there. The second uh, story that you mentioned was about Trump rallies. Explain that to us. Well, that was a story I think you covered as well in 2016 uh, when uh, on Fox, but it was involving a, uh, uh, a series of hidden camera videos we did on Bob Creamer and Democracy Partners. And in these recordings, Scott Fovel, uh, someone working for Americans United for Change, a progressive nonprofit group in Wisconsin, was recorded saying that he was trying to foment violence at Trump rallies and blame it on Trump. Bob Creamer, a close friend of Barack Obama, was recorded. This was in 2016, uh, saying we want to hide this from people. Don't tell anybody that we're doing this. Bird docking at rallies, sort of touching people on the shoulder, and then Trump supporters would swap them away and. They'd fall to the ground. This was a big story at the time. Bob Creamer was fired from Democracy Partners. Scott Fogel was fired. I, they ended up suing me for, get this, breach of fiduciary duty. That's going to trial in federal court. Project Veritas has never lost a lawsuit. But, Bill, those videos were huge, and uh, a lot of things probably contributed to Trump winning, but these videos certainly caused massive... Yeah, and I mean, it's, it's important to remind people about this subterfuge and how... People don't know that this stuff happens. Now, the third one you mentioned was Acorn, and we all remember that. Um, and that <clears throat> subsequently, that group went out of business. It's now resurrected under another name. But the one I wanted to ask you about was the abortion body parts thing. I thought that was an excellent, excellent undercover investigation that you did. But of course, you were vilified for it. Has the body parts of aborted fetuses has that changed at all? 
Well, that was actually, I, I've done work on Planned Parenthood. That particular expose was done by David Delyden, who's a friend and colleague of mine, but Veritas did not actually do that. But oh, nevertheless, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Okay, but go ahead. Go ahead with that explanation. I mean, I think I think that uh, it's going through the courts right now with Delyden. So they, the, California has a statute, 632 of the California Penal Code. They come after both Lila Rose, myself, and David Delyden for recording people without their permission in the state of California, which is a two-party consent state to tape. So they're trying to go after David for committing felonies, for recording what the Planned Parenthood people say. And Bill, I write about in this book, um, oftentimes these two-party consent statutes indemnify the guilty. We believe it's a constitutional right to record anybody as long as they know that they're with the person they're talking to. And clearly they didn't go after you know people who expose animal cruelty. Uh, it's So it's not about the methods. It's always about the findings and they were very angry at david for, for oh, you know sure. for that body know. part thing is horrible and um maybe we'll have him on and, and i apologize for giving you credit for what he did now you have a lawsuit against twitter all right project veritas and you have sued twitter because they kind of vanished you right tell me about that yeah, well, we had quoted a. This was really my moment of awakening because we did a story on Charlie Chester, who is the control room director at CNN, and we caught him on tape. Again, he did not know that he was being recorded. This is the guy that runs the control room at CNN. In April of this year, he was saying, We want to, we were a propaganda network. This is his words, not mine. He said, You know, we want to get Trump out. And we got Trump out. He also talks about the death numbers they put on the screen at CNN. He says, we want to make those numbers higher. We want more people to die. So our death numbers can be higher because, to quote Charlie Chester, fear sells. So I do this story. Of course, it's a, probably number four, Bill, on the list of most important stories we've ever done in the history of Project Veritas. And Twitter bans me for doing this story. Now, why? Is well, they Twitter say, my yeah, let, let, let me put forth their point of view to be fair, okay? So Twitter says that Project Veritas, you, uh, are permanently suspended because you were running fake accounts. Not only did you have Project Veritas account, but you had other accounts that were putting stuff out there, but they, they were under names that weren't valid. That's their point of view, right? That's the crux of the, of the banishment for you. Am I correct? And uh, that is correct that they said that, but it's an incorrect statement that they made, and I sued them for defamation. Right. And of course, it's absurd. Um, I've never created a fake account, and I've and I've written an affidavit in court to that fact, and that's going through the courts. It's going through the litigation process. And just another word about this process is that we've sued the New York Times for defamation. We've sued Twitter. We've sued the New York Times. And in the New York Times case, Bill, we got past motion to dismiss, which is a huge, as you know hurdle to get past in a libel lawsuit, the, New York, the judge in New York State arguing, yes, indeed, the New York Times did act with deception. Well, and you and Sarah Palin have some in common because her lawsuit was a part, supposed to start today. I'll get to that in a moment. Um, finally, um, Ashley Biden's diary, all right, Joe Biden's daughter, was, she says, stolen. Now, somehow your name got attached to all this. Can you tell me about that? Yeah, a source came to us with actually Biden's diary, a document, uh, October of 2021, right before the last election. I'm sorry, 2020. And then uh, we looked into it. Uh, we tried to corroborate it, tried to authenticate it. I, I thought I failed to do that at the time. Turns out, I guess it was real. 
I was almost certain, but not 100%. I also couldn't corroborate what she wrote in this diary. She had said some things about about her father, Joe Biden, said she took inappropriate showers with him. I didn't know what that means. I didn't feel comfortable publishing the story, so I didn't run it. A year later, the FBI shows up at my apartment and raids my home. They have a search warrant listing crimes such as accessory after the fact, which Bill is an absurd insinuation for an American journalist to be accused of accessory after the fact for a source transmitting me a document. The Supreme Court of the United States has made it clear that a journalist can publish a document which is stolen so long as the journalist did not participate in the theft of that document. So this is a huge violation of my rights. The ACLU But you didn't even publish friend. it. You didn't even no, publish didn't. it. They're no, just I looking didn't. for it. And the FBI, we ought to make clear, um, didn't charge you with anything. You haven't been charged in this case, correct? No. Okay. No, I haven't been charged. I just no. wanted to know what the deuce it was because, I, I mean, I'm looking at this thing going, what is that? Um, this I is wanna, a, this is a violation of my rights. Okay. Um, you, you're a busy guy. you got a lot of stuff going on. When is the Twitter lawsuit and the New York Times lawsuits, when are they going to hit the court, do you think? Well, the New York Times lawsuit, we, we have two victories. We got past motion to dismiss. And then after the FBI raids bill, the New York Times published my private attorney-client privilege documents, which is litigation misconduct. And the judge in New York asking them to sequester those memos, which is the first time anybody has defeated the New York Times in court like that in 50 years. Yeah, They're an independent thing is looking at them. Right. But, but the actual court case, when do you think that's going to come up? We're going to be going into discovery, hopefully soon. That's that's the deposition right. phase of and the lawsuit. Twitter? When is the Twitter thing? We're looking, well, the judge the judge in New York ruled that they can be uh, recently that the New York State is not the correct jurisdiction, so we're choosing the right jurisdiction. Right. So the that's litigation a couple process of years away. Time. All right, and we just want to be fair. If Twitter wants to put a spokesperson out of the Times or anybody else, you're welcome to come on the broadcast. All right, the book again um, is American Muckraker. You can donate to Project Veritas because obviously Mr. O'Keefe has a lot of legal bills and he's, uh, you know, out there by himself. He's doing it on his own. So I, uh, I applaud that. I mean, I'm not going to take a side in the litigation. We'll see how it shakes down. Hey, James, good luck with the book. We hope you sold uh, a few copies from this appearance and we'll talk soon, I hope. Thank you. All proceeds go to Project Veritas, AmericanMuckraker.com. Thank you. Okay. All right, as I said, Sarah Palin's uh, court appearance against the New York Times supposed to start today, but she got COVID. All right, she's an anti-vaxxer, um, I think, um, from all reportage, but she's got COVID, and so it's been delayed. Uh, but this, she could win. So it all hinges around the New York Times saying that Ms. Palin political action committee actually encouraged violence against Gabby Giffords. Remember, the congresswoman was shot in Arizona. And the Times said, well, it was wrong and we're sorry, but Ms. Palin says, no, we're taking it to court. And that's where it is. We will follow that trial. Uh, University of Washington, uh, they have some words they don't want the students to say. This is all every place now, all right? Instead of educating students, they're going down the English language saying, you can't say these words. I'm going to give you just five. All right, lame, the word, the word L-A-M-E, lame, like it's lame. Come on. Can't say it because it's ableist. 
This is according to the University of Washington. I don't know what ableist is, but they say the word's offensive even when it's used in slang uh, because it's using a disability in a negative way. Okay. Ninja. No ninja. Um, because the word can be perceived as masculine and therefore discourage some groups from applying. Applying to be a ninja? I, I don't know. Minority. Can't say minority because it implies a less than attitude toward a certain community. Minority's out. Ninja's out. Lame is out. Grandfather, like grandfather in, out. Out. Problematic word uh, because it exempts some people from change. Finally, housekeeping, problematic because it can feel gendered. Housekeeping. No housekeeping. No. University of Washington, everyone, let's give me a hand. This day in history, 33 years ago, January 24, 1989, Ted Bundy executed in Florida by the electric chair. Now, I chased Bundy from Seattle, Washington to Florida, and uh, I did this in 1977-78. He was perhaps the worst serial killer in this country's history. I was on this case. I was reporting for KMGH-TV in Denver. The reason that I was on it was that Bundy escaped from a Pitkin County, that's Aspen, jail. And I believed and others believed he had help. They let him out. So then I got on it and I chased them all over the country. I interviewed a girl in Tallahassee, Florida, a college student, who went out on a date with him. I mean, it was unbelievable. So he was caught um, in 1978, all right, after he killed a 12-year-old in Lake City, Florida. He confessed to 36 killings. Put his picture up there again, you'll remember. Uh, and authorities believe that he murdered 100 women. He was executed 33 years ago. Today, you're looking at the face of evil right there. Okay, uh, I'm going to have a final thought on football betting and the games over the weekend. So I think you want to hang for that, even if you're not a football fan. It's a good, I think, final thought. We will have the mail right after these announcements. Who was there for the families left behind when a service member or first responder dies or is catastrophically injured in the line of duty? Who is helping our nation's homeless veterans? And who is helping our nation keep its vow to never forget 9-11? I'll tell you who. The Tunnel to Towers Foundation. The foundations in the line of duty programs honor our nation's heroes and their families. That includes its Gold Star, Fallen First Responder, Smart Home, and Homeless Veteran programs. The foundation's Never Forget programs engage people in 9-11 remembrance across America. Over 80 runs, walks, and climbs a year. Dozens of golf outings and barbecues. And the Tunnel to Towers 9-11 Institute is helping to educate kids in kindergarten through 12th grade about our nation's darkest day, 9-11. More than 95 cents of every dollar you donate to Tunnel to Towers goes to its programs. This charity keeps its word and honors our nation's greatest heroes. Donate $11 a month to Tunnel to Towers at T2T.org. That's T, the number two, T.org. Everything is expensive these days, you know that. The government is printing trillions of dollars in consumer prices higher than ever. 
If the government continues its printing and spending, the dollar could continue its freefall and lose its coveted role as the world reserve currency. Let's hope that doesn't happen. But there are a few things you can do right now. American Hartford Gold can show you how to protect your money, your retirement, your hard-earned savings against inflation by helping you diversify a portion of your portfolio into physical gold and silver. Start with a short phone call, and they can have physical gold and silver delivered right to your door or put inside your 401k or IRA. So please call or text them right now. Tell them Bill O'Reilly sent you. Call 877-444-GOLD, 877-444-GOLD, or text GOLD to 65532. Again, that's 877-444-GOLD, or text GOLD to 65532. All right, let's go to the mail. Uh, Sebastian Minjulo, Coral Springs, Florida. Hey, Bill. Thanks for keeping us informed. What was on the voting rights bill that the progressives want so much? I don't understand. They don't want voter ID. And they want universal mail-in ballots. Those two things. John Concierge, remember, we, again, encourage every American to check out concierge membership to BillOReilly.com. It will help your life. John says, people who don't vote, don't vote because they don't care. They're not suppressed and probably couldn't care less if somebody took their ballot and cast it for them. Okay. Uh, Kelly. President Biden was truthful when he said he had achieved more than any other president in his first year. He never said his achievements were positive. Okay. Christine. Bill, what continues to astound and amaze me is that after so much terrible so many terrible things, uh, there are still people who defend Joe Biden. They're actually defending themselves, uh, Christine, not Joe Biden. So people who voted for a certain candidate, when the candidate turns out to be horrendous, they defend themselves. Cam Dickinson, Redwood City, California. In Biden's press conference, he challenged a report to name any president who's done a better job in his first year. Um, you are a student of our president's bill. How would you respond? I wouldn't respond. That's obviously delusional. I, what I would say to Mr. Biden is that Herbert Hoover aside, I don't see any president in his first year that's done a worse job, according to the polls. There you go. Fact-based. Pat Genova, Genova, Mountainside, New Jersey, Bill. Heard something today that's puzzling. Why is the government wanting to mandate vaccinations for workers when they don't do the same for those receiving government benefits, such as welfare or food stamps? Because that would be unconstitutional. You can't single out a group and say they have to do this. Now, the theory and the courts ruled against President Biden, as you well know, was that because the government employs, the government can tell the employees they have to wear masks or do whatever. They get vaccinated. Private business can do that, but government can't. So the Supreme Court ruled. Rodney Hammond, Punta Gorda, Florida. Bill Love, the new column, Killing the Vampire. 
That was very good. Every time I read your comic, it's better and better. Well, I appreciate you reading it. Killing the Vampire is about how the progressive movement's going to blow up because of Joe Biden. I hope everybody reads it on BillOReilly.com. You will like it. Sue Fitzgibbon, Manchester, Iowa. Bill, you're absolutely correct. My propane tank was filled today. My bill is 60% higher than last January. Thanks, Joe Biden. There you go. That's why they're going to get hammered. Zig Brown, Quincy, Illinois. Have you seen the commercial by Tom Hanks talking about the Biden administration's successes? I have. But why are you surprised? Tom Hanks is an uber liberal. He's not a bad guy. I, I know him a little bit. Miller is good friends with him. But, but he's, you know, I mean, he's just, that's where he lives. And he's always going to live there. Richard Emicky, Syracuse, New York. Would you ever enter Holly the Terror Dog in the Westminster Dog Show? No. <laughs> too much barking, too much angst. Holly likes some other dogs, but yeah, you never know. Corgi's not that social. I'm not talking poodles here. Carolyn Airy, I just finished the book, Killing the Mob. I'm a retired nurse who grew up in Tennessee. We were poor, but in church every Sunday. Hard to imagine the evil that's going on today. I read Killing the Mob to my husband on a two-hour drive. Excellent. Killing the Mob is still very viable. Guys are looking at something to read in those cold winter days. 40 degrees in Palm Beach this morning. Woo-hoo. I hope you guys are okay down there. Uh, word of the day. Do not grouse when writing to BillOReilly.com. G-R-O-U-S-E. Bill at BillOReilly.com. Bill at BillOReilly.com. Name in town if you wish to opine. Back with sports betting in a moment. As the nation gears up for another election season, tune to the first TV for the best coverage on television. Get an exclusive inside look at the American political machine with Sean Spicer at 7. Unmatched analysis and historical perspective from Bill O'Reilly at 8. Then a bold, unapologetic take from Jesse Kelly at 9. It's must-see TV in primetime every night on the first TV. Watch the first on DirecTV Channel 347, UVerse Channel 1220, or DirecTV Stream. America is on trial. Join me, Josh Hammer, as we examine the presidential election through the only lens that truly matters, the legal proceedings of Donald Trump and the Biden crime family. This new daily podcast examines breaking news and analyzes the biggest questions facing the country. Can the former president, Donald Trump, get a fair trial? Can Trump be disqualified from the ballot? Can Joe Biden pardon his son, Hunter? Can Trump even pardon himself? We cover all the action every morning. Listen to America on Trial, wherever you download your favorite podcasts. So let's go to the final thought of the day. So if you watch the football playoff games this weekend, you know there's no way on earth anybody could pick those games. You can't. I can't. And I know what I'm talking about in the football world. No one can. The betters, the bookies, the Vegas odds makers, they know how to post the odds because they now do analytics. They analyze stuff that you would never even think of. So the spreads are pretty much could go either way. And the house never loses. Add to that that you've got all these big time movie stars telling you to bet. 
Every commercial, bet, 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 bet. Well, a lot of people are betting and they're losing money because you can't win. Read my lips here. Thank you, President Bush, the elder. You can't win betting on football. I mean, just the Green Bay, San Francisco game. Green Bay should have wiped them out by 30 points. But the, the offensive line lets the guys in to block the kicks. And, and, and I mean, you sit there and go, what is going on? The bookies knew the special teams were no good. Did you know? I didn't know. And, and I mean, the games yesterday was Kansas City 13 seconds. <laughs> and they moved the ball down, get a field goal. 13 seconds. So don't bet on football. Maybe with your friend, 10, 20 bucks, just to keep it interesting. I do that. Okay? But don't put big money on this sports betting. You're going to get hammered. You are going to lose. And they don't care. Final thought of the day. Thank you for watching us tonight. Hope you like the Talking Points memo. Every night we're going to do it. And we'll see you tomorrow.